Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hey everybody, welcome to today's program. My name is Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International. For the last couple of weeks, I've been teaching on the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to continue today to speak on the importance of speaking in other tongues. It is a wonderful gift that God has given us. It is a privilege for us to use this gift in the mighty name of Jesus. So I'm going to jump right into the Word. I want to pray for us quickly and then I'm going to jump into the Word and uh, pray that God will speak to us very clearly today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time of uh, fellowship. And I pray, Lord, for the spirit of revelation and understanding to come upon your people. Help us, Holy Spirit, to draw closer unto the Lord. The Bible says if we will draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. So, Father, we welcome you in today's session and we pray that you'll teach us Holy Spirit and help us to get closer to God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Facebook. Remember, every evening, 7 p.m., I do live sessions on Facebook. And you can follow us on YouTube as well. We do live sessions on YouTube. And then you can get us on Instagram. And we have a website, www.dionhockey.org. And if you'd like to go onto our website and check out what you what we do, you're very welcome to do that. If you want to sow a seed, you're welcome to go onto the website there and uh, tap, uh, click on the sewing tab and you can give in that, in that manner as well. Let's move on with today's program. I want you to open your Bible in the book of John chapter 3 and I'm going to read again the story of Nicodemus who came to Jesus and he said to Jesus, you must be of God for no one can do these miracles that you do unless God is with him. And I want to read now from verse 3, and Jesus says two very important things. He says, number one to Nicodemus, he says, Surely I say to you, you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, we teach this in salvation. We say that you have to be born again when you give your heart to Jesus to go to heaven. And that is right, and I believe that. We have to believe in Jesus, that He is the Son of God, that God has raised Him from the dead. And when we do this, then we know that we're going to go to heaven. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. But I would like to teach it to you this way today. And I would like to say, if you are not born again, you will not have the revelation or the understanding of the kingdom of God. Now, you and I are on earth right now. We haven't died and gone to heaven yet. So it's wonderful to know that we can have the privilege of salvation. But what is the purpose of salvation? The purpose of salvation is to know that when we die, we will spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. But when we become born again Christians, God saves our lives so that we can be used by Him to reach out to other people and get them saved as well. So for us to be able to do this effectively, He now gives us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. The Holy Spirit has been sent here to us down here on the earth to enable us to and equip us to do the work that God has called us to do. 
So Nicodemus obviously didn't understand this. He said in verse 4, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Again, we teach this that in salvation, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot go to heaven if you have never made Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. But I want to take it further. You have to be born again to be able to take part or take hold of the kingdom of God down here on earth. If you're not born again, you cannot discover the deep things of God. You cannot participate in the things that God has in store for you and I. So it is of utmost importance that we get born again. Thirdly, when we get born again, we ask God, the creator of heaven and earth, to come and live inside of us. Think about that. God who holds the universe in the palm of his hand. God who said, let there be light. And when he spoke, let there be light. His words went out and formed the worlds and the universes. And his word is still continuing to grow. And his word is still continuing to go forth to, to make planets and stars and so forth. Now, God who holds the universe in the palm of his hand, this same God, has the ability to come and live inside of us. Think about that. Remember, God knows your future. God knows where you're at. God knows your past. And so we don't just see God as this big God somewhere up there in the sky. He is there because His home is in heaven. But also God comes and He lives inside of us. So why is the born-again experience so important? The moment I ask God to come and live inside of me, when God comes and Jesus comes and the Holy Spirit comes and they live inside of us, because it's the three-in-one God, remember that the Trinity, when they come and live inside of us, that when God comes in me, with Him comes all His knowledge, all His wisdom, all His understanding. My very destiny, my very uh, purpose of life, what God has predestined for me is inside of me because God lives inside of me. And the, the main thing that I want to bring across to you today is we want to tap into God who, is, who has our destiny planned for us. In other words, we want to come to to know how do I discover what is God's plan and what is God's destiny for my life and for your life. So when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, Jesus knows my future. Jesus knows my purpose in life. He knows your purpose in life. So when you say, Jesus, come in my heart, God, come and live in my, in my heart, not only does He come in salvation in you, but you now get inside of you all his wisdom, all his knowledge, every plan and purpose that he has for you and I, you are carrying it inside of you. I am carrying the presence of God inside of me. Therefore, it is very exciting to know that you and I have the ability to discover the destiny of God inside of us. We are pregnant with the glory of God. We are pregnant with his power. Amen. Isn't that good news? So you and I can tap into the source, God. We can tap into it. And the, and the way to do that is through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want us to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 
I was speaking on this last week a little bit, and I want to just uh, recap and then take you further with, uh, with the subject of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we read from verse 6. Alrighty, Paul is speaking, he says, However, we speak wisdom amongst those who are mature, yet it is not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So he says there is a wisdom that we can speak today, but we don't want to speak the wisdom of the people of today. We want to speak the wisdom of God. Alrighty, verse 7, watch. We speak the wisdom of God. Aha, uh -huh. so we have the ability to speak God's wisdom. How do we do it? In a mystery. Now that sounds uh, complicated, but not really. It's not complicated. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. What do we speak? The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. In other words, like Jeremiah in the Bible, when Jeremiah was a young man, God spoke to him and said, Jeremiah, before you were born, before uh, you know, you, your mother and father thought of having you, God says, I have predestined for you to be a prophet to the nations. That was the calling of God on Jeremiah's life. God is not a respecter of persons. God doesn't love Jeremiah more than he loves you and I. In other words, before you and I were even born, God was aware of you. God knows of you. And he, like Jeremiah, has predestined something wonderful for your life. God has predestined something wonderful for my life. Do we know what that destiny is? Do we know what God's plan and purpose for our life is? No, we don't. We don't have an idea what that is. That's why it is important for us to get born again so that we can receive God. And when we receive God, yes, we're going to go to heaven. That's wonderful. But when I receive God, it now enables me to begin to hear God's voice. It enables me to tap into God and to begin to discover what His plan and what His purpose is for my and for your life. So, Let's read verse 7 again. He says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. What do we speak? The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So we are able now to speak the mysteries of God, what He had predestined for us. Verse 8 says, Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now this is a wonderful teaching all on its own right there. In other words, had Satan known what the plan of God was for mankind, he would not have crucified Jesus Christ. Had the devil known what the full plan of God was, he would never have killed Jesus. But Satan was oblivious. He didn't know what God's plan was for you and I. Maybe I need to share this with you so that you can understand what I'm trying to say. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross... And he was there in, in the air, nailed to that cross. And uh, the people were mocking him and teasing him. Jesus said something miraculously. He said the following. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Do you know why Jesus said that? He said, Lord, these people, if they had the revelation of what you had planned for, for mankind... They would not have, you know, uh, they, they wouldn't have done all of this. You know, we wouldn't be sitting with this problem, but they don't have an idea of what's going on. Satan has no idea of what's going on. So Jesus says, please forgive them, Father, 
forgive them. Now, what was the plan of God? If you've never heard the gospel story, let me, let, me, let me take you to the gospel if you've never heard or understood what the gospel is all about. And I feel I want to share this with you right now. Number one, when God created the heavens and the earth, and uh, he made the earth and all the, you know, the animals and all the beauty of the earth. He then lastly went and he created Adam, right? He made Adam. And when he made Adam, he said to Adam, listen, Adam, I'm, I've put you here so that you and I can have fellowship. I'm, I'm your creator. You are my creation. And I want you to worship me. I want you to have fellowship with me. And so God would come and visit with Adam every day in the cool of the day. They would talk and they would just have this wonderful relationship. So one day when, when Adam was giving names to all of the animals, he noticed that they were male and female. And uh, when he noticed this, giving all the animals names, because God had given them the power and the authority and the ability to do so, while he was naming the animals, seeing that they were male and female, he discovered, but hey, hang on, I don't have a female partner. So he turned to God. He said, he said you know, God, what's the deal? I don't have a partner. And God said, it's okay, I'll make you a partner. So Adam was put into a deep sleep and God took a rib out of Adam and he created Eve. He created woman. What is the difference between a man and a woman? A woman uh, 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 has a womb. She, is a, uh, she has the ability to bring or bear babies, to have children, to produce. A man cannot produce, but a woman can produce. That's why he created now Eve and gave Eve to Adam so that they could multiply and fill the earth. Long story short, they were in the Garden of Eden. So God said to Adam and Eve, he said, listen, all these trees that you see in the garden, you can eat all the fruits, but there is one tree you're not allowed to eat of. And that is the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So one day Eve was standing in the garden. You know the story. Satan came. He deceived Eve and he got her. He tricked her into eating the fruit. When she ate the fruit, Adam came along. And he sinned with her and he also ate the fruit. That was the first problem that this is the fall of man. This is where sin entered the earth because they were now disobedient to God. When they were disobedient to God, I could just imagine in heaven, God was sitting and Jesus was sitting and, and there Adam and Eve are eating the fruit. And I could just imagine God saying to, you know, to Jesus or Jesus saying to the Father, look at that. They blew it. They just made a big mistake. They should not have eaten that fruit. They were being disrespectful and they didn't obey us. And Satan was laughing and he turned to God and he said, I got them. Look at this, your creation being negative and not listening to you. So God said, okay, Mr. Devil, you think now that you've taken away this authority because this is what the devil did. He took away the authority that God had given to, to Adam. He stole it from Adam. So God said, alrighty, if that's the way you want to play the game, then I'm going to have to rectify the situation and we're going to have to take back the authority that you stole from Adam. So God turned to his son Jesus and he said, Jesus, the only way that we can take back that which Satan stole from Adam and Eve is we're going to have to have you, Jesus, God, the Son of God, my Son, you're going to have to leave heaven and you're going to have to go down to the earth 
and you're going to have to live a life of holiness and righteousness and purity. And when you do this, then you're going to have to die a horrible death. And when you die, that's when you have the ability now to take back the authority that Satan stole from Adam and Eve. And so Jesus said to God, okay, dad, I do that. I understand that you love mankind so much that you want to take back from the devil what he stole. So we see Jesus, God, now becomes a human being. He is sent down to the earth. All right. He is now born from the Virgin Mary. It is a supernatural birth. We all know that. And so Mary gives birth to Jesus. The moment Jesus is born on the earth, you should know the story and you can read the story in the book of Luke chapter 1 and, and chapter 2 and in Matthew chapter 1 and, uh, and, and Mark chapter, you can read the whole story of, of the birth of Jesus. So when Jesus is born, the wise men now come and they say the following, the wise men, they say, where is the king of the Jews? Now the moment they said, where is the king of the Jews? Guess what happened? The devil hears this and the devil says, whoa, hang on. God's up to something. God is going to, God, you know, God wants to do something big. So we have to find this baby that was born. We need to kill it because obviously the devil is saying, obviously God has a plan, you know, to take back what he stole from Adam. So what does the devil do? He goes and he kills all the babies that was two years and younger. He kills all babies. But God warned Joseph and Mary in a dream and had Joseph and Mary move to Egypt. So Jesus' life was spared and he could not, uh, you know, the devil could not get hold of Jesus and kill him. So after a long time, Jesus comes back to, to Jerusalem and he begins to grow up and, and do, you know, the things that, that the, that the Jew, Jews would do. But at the age of 30, something marvelous happens. Jesus now is ready to step into his place that God has called him to be. He goes to John the Baptist and he says to John, John, you have to baptize me. John says, to him, I can't baptize you, you know, this is not my place to do so. But Jesus said to him, John, you have to baptize me for it is written in the word that we have to fulfill all righteousness. And John then went and he allowed him and said, OK, come on, let me baptize you. And the moment when Jesus was baptized, when he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon Jesus and empowered Jesus to do the work that he was called to do. In other words, he received power. Now, remember, Acts chapter one, verse eight says to you and I, Jesus says to us, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And with this power, you and I will be witnesses for God in Judea, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So when Jesus received power, I just want to share the good news with you is that God also gave us the same power to do the same work that Jesus did. So Jesus now is led into the wilderness. 
He is tempted again by the devil because now the devil knows, okay, Jesus now is the son of God and he's, a, you know, he's a, got a lot of things to do. So he tempts him. He tempts him in three areas. He tempts him in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. These are the three temptations that you and I regularly go through every single day. So Jesus overcomes the devil. How does he overcome the devil? By saying it is written. He quotes the scriptures, you know, he stands on the word and he defeats the devil. All right. So after 40 days of fasting and praying and overcoming the temptations of Satan, the Bible says this, he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus returned out of the wilderness, he had the power of God upon him through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was casting out devils. He was healing the sick. He was raising the dead. Come on, you know, miracle upon miracle. And everywhere Jesus went, crowds were following him and the people were rejoicing and they were excited. But there was a group of people who were mad. They were angry. And it was, it's called the Pharisees, you know, the religious hierarchy. They, they couldn't handle this, this God, Jesus, doing these miracles. They were jealous at him. And they said, let's kill him. Get rid of Jesus. And the devil said, yes, come on, kill him. Because if we can kill Jesus, we can stop the plan of God. Now, here's where the scripture says, Had the devil known what the full plan of God was, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, the devil had no idea what God's plan for mankind was. So they took Jesus. They captured Jesus. And they beat Jesus with a whip and they ripped him apart and they made a mockery out of him. And, and they took Jesus and they nailed Jesus to the cross. Think about that. And the devil was standing like this looking and he was smiling and he was happy because he was thinking, now I've got Jesus. And he was thinking, God, you can't, you can't accomplish your plan that you had, you know, uh, uh, with Jesus because I've now killed Jesus and you can't do nothing. But Jesus hanging in the air, think again now, he says to God the Father, he says, Father, forgive these people for they know not what they do. But Jesus knew and God knew. He said, God, I know the plan that you have. You have an awesome plan with what is happening with me hanging on the cross. So eventually Jesus, when the time was ready, the Bible says he gave up his spirit and then he died. And when he gave up his spirit, he said this, he said, it is finished and he breathes his last breath and he dies. And when he dies, here's the good news. He goes down to hell. He defeats the devil by, by taking away everything Satan stole. He parades the demons up and down in front of the devil. And so Jesus stands up out of the grave and he is made alive. And by doing this, he defeated death, hell and the grave. So by dying on the cross, Jesus took away the power that Satan stole in the beginning from Adam and Eve. But this is not just the, this isn't where it stops. And so, so Jesus um, uh, when he defeated, he said to his disciples the following. You remember, he appeared to them and he gave them commandments. He said to them in Mark chapter 16. Well, let's start in Acts chapter 1. He says, you're going to get power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Matthew chapter 28, 19. He says to them, 
Go and make disciples of all the people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, go and make salvation, save people. Number three, he says in Mark 16, you will receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and these signs will follow you. You will cast out devils, speak with new tongues, lay hands on the sick. It was a great plan. Jesus goes up into heaven. And so the disciples go back into Jerusalem and they pray in Acts chapter 2. As they pray in the upper room, the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they all begin to pray in other tongues. While this is happening, Peter goes outside and there's 3,000 people and he begins to preach the gospel message and people, 3,000 people get saved. After that, they walk past something that is called the gate beautiful, Acts chapter 3, you'll see it. And they walk past a man who is paralyzed. And Peter says to this man who's paralyzed, this is gold and silver I do not have. But what I have in the name of Jesus, stand up. And as he touches him, he jumps up and he is completely healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. And so there are people who sees this, what's happening, you know, and revival hits Jerusalem a second time, first through Jesus, but now through the apostles. And so they run to the high priest. There's a spy. You see a spy who's working for the high priest and he runs and knocks on the high priest's door and he says to him, Sir, we have problems in Jerusalem. And the high priest says, What's the problem? He says, Sir, do you remember Jesus, that man who we, who we died, uh, who we crucified and died? And the high priest says, Yes, I remember him. He healed the sick and raised the dead and, and he did the miracles. We couldn't do that, but we killed him. We got rid of him. And so this man says, Yes. That is true, but sir, we have a bigger problem because now there is 120 other people like Jesus who are going out and doing signs, wonders and miracles just like Jesus did. Oh friend, I hope you get the revelation. The Bible says, had the devil known what the full plan of God was, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had Satan known what God's plan was, he would never have killed Jesus. But God said, Satan, you stole from Adam and Eve. I'm going to take back what you steal. I'm going to send my son Jesus. He's going to live a perfect life. He's going to die on the cross and he's going to redeem the people. He's going to take back what you, what you stole. But not only that, now I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And my Holy Spirit is going to come upon the earth. And the Holy Spirit is going to fill all the people. And when the people have the power of God, they're all going to do the same works as Jesus did. And by this, thousands and millions of people will be saved. Do you get the revelation? Come on, hallelujah. God's plan for mankind was not just salvation, but the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we all can do the same works as Jesus did. Amen. I am so excited. I want to pray for you that God will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, that God would fill you with His power so that you can go out and do miracles, signs and wonders just like Jesus did. Come on, stretch your hand out. Let me pray for you right now as I feel this anointing strong upon me. In the name of Jesus, Father, as people are watching, I pray that you will fill your people with the Holy Spirit. Fill them with power, Lord, that they can go out and do the miracles of God in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, empower them to become witnesses like Jesus, that they can win souls and that they can cast out devils, that they can lay hands on the sick. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, 
name, I release your anointing. I release your power upon them now in Jesus' name. Hey, we love you. God bless you. I'll catch you next week again. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.